Sweet as Honey, the podcast. Hello, honeybees. I hope that you're having a great week so far. Welcome to another episode of the Sweetest Honey Podcast. Today, I will be your only host today. It's been a week for us, um, which I'm sure you've probably caught up, (laughs) that you've caught on to, since it is now Thursday that you're hearing this instead of Wednesday. Now, I do intend to continue to upload once a week. That is still the goal. It's just that the day is a little bit skewed this week, and that's okay. Um, It's just been a little bit of a time and Allison has been having kind of a lot going on this week. And yeah, I was just like, okay, well, I can take care of our honeybees on my own. So since there's just one host, how about some music? That is truly a Friday Eve mood, okay? How is it going? Seriously, honestly, how's it going for you guys? For us, it's been a little stressful. Thankfully, no more HVAC trouble. Thank God. Like, I don't know what we have done to piss off the air conditioning gods, but maybe it's turning around for us. But I don't know. I've just been slowly coming out of a depression and slowly getting back into doing things that brought me joy beforehand. So how are you feeling? When I ask you how you're feeling, just check in. Think about, does your mind feel clear? Does it feel cluttered? Are you feeling anxious? Where are you holding your tension? Take a moment. Take a deep breath. Relax your shoulders. Relax your facial muscles. Really breathe and relax into that breath. It is so surprising to me how I run around so anxious all of the time. And then you get those aches and pains and you're like, damn, my neck hurts. Damn, my shoulder hurts. Ooh, my back feels really tight. And that's because you're holding on to a lot of that tension. My other question is, what are you going to do to relieve that tension to keep you from getting so stressed out to where it's manifesting in your body what are some realistic changes that you can make in your own environment now i know that we don't have control over what people do outside of ourselves like my dog for instance i know that we only control ourselves we can only really be there with ourselves and honestly only we know what's going on with us Even if you have a best friend or a spouse or colleagues that see you on a regular basis and you talk all the time, they're not in your head and they cannot read your mind. So that's just something about which to be mindful. So as far as us, we're good, but there are times where earlier this week, and I'm sure we'll catch up on this next week, but I looked at Allison and I said, honey, are you okay? (laughs) You seem like something's bothering you. And initially, what Allison believed the problem to be was that they were absorbing my energy. Now, we all know, like, even if you're pretty new to the podcast, that I am depressed and anxious, like, whatever. It just is what it is. It's a part of life. So (laughs) what Allison felt like they were experiencing was feeling kind of the energy around my depression and maybe absorbing some of that. So displaying some depressive um, 
tendencies or depressive feelings, even though they may not have been feeling depressed. And I had to be like, oh no, honey, that one is on you, babe. Like, I feel fine. I'm actually coming out of a very depressed stage right now. I think that one's on you. So here are some things to think about while you kind of self-explore and take some time to sit with how you've been feeling, what's been happening around you. Work is a really big thing. Allison is so passionate about their job and their career and doing a good job and affecting change. And honestly, the growth that I have seen in the last two or three years alone have been amazing to watch. But I also understand how my little introverted honey is struggling a bit with that. So it was very important that I say, no, honey, I don't think this one's on me. I think that that is a you thing and that I don't think it would be a bad idea to kind of take some time to explore those feelings. So they have, and um, that's been nice, but it's been a really interesting adjustment. Um, you know, so like I said, when we're both together again, I'm sure that we will have this conversation and it'll probably inspire a whole episode's worth of conversation for us to just kind of talk about because that's what this is about. It's about being honest, right? It's not about just warm and fuzzy and we're so cute and perfect and everything's so great. We also still like to struggle to share the moments about when we struggle and the things that we have a hard time with. So for me, depression has looked like not wanting to cook, not wanting to bake. Those are two things that I enjoy when I'm in a really good headspace. And as soon as some depression hits, they're the first two things to go. I'm just like, these are not things I have to do. And luckily, my spouse will eat mashed potatoes and gravy and biscuits from Jack's or pancakes from Cracker Barrel or Cracker Basket, as I like to call it. I don't know why. I think it's really funny. But, you know, it, it it's really not that big of a deal. I mean, it makes me feel better to nurture them. And of course, we save some money when I cook. But, you know, it's not something that's such a huge to do that it would you know, really impact our lives very greatly. And it gives me time to do other things like obsessively clean and random other activities and decorate the house and touch up the paint on the walls and give the dogs baths and things like that. Because of course, I also don't sleep in those times either. So it was just a great time for us to sit and connect and figure out what we needed and how to move forward from there. And there are still some things that have been illuminated for me that I can definitely do better at for myself. I'm having a pivotal point now where I'm realizing, oh, like I'm pouring a lot out, but I'm not pouring enough into myself. So what self-care things can I do for myself? I have a gorgeous tarot deck and crystals that I need to be charging and working with and using them for their healing properties. I need to be like dancing under the new moon naked or something. I don't know. I need to be figuring something out to do that is not necessarily just work related or just podcast related or just wifely duty related. So that's where I am. This last week, I had my first and only appointment ever with a psychiatrist. Well, technically, she's a psychiatric nurse practitioner, but 
kind of the same credentials, right? Um, the biggest difference, um, because I've worked in an office, is admin support for um, this type of healthcare office before. I know that pretty much a big definer in those two things is just um, an NPI number, which is basically what you need for um, really heavy medications. And nurse practitioners cannot work as standalone psychiatrists. They always have to be under the supervision of or a psychiatrist, a doctor of psychiatry has to take responsibility for them. So <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and tell you guys it was a shit show. I did not enjoy it. Um, if there are any Teen Mom fans out there, you all know about Leah Messer. That is very much who this nurse practitioner looked like to me. She was very sweet. Um, she was very conventionally pretty. Um, she's white. And she was recommended to me like I did not choose her myself. She was recommended to me by someone that I trusted. And I feel like it became pretty apparent in the first like 10 minutes of that <laughs> appointment that this was not going to be something I was going to continue to do or a person I would continue to see. So nothing super duper incriminating. She was kind to me, but it was an energetic thing. You guys know how I'm always having my feelings about everything. So I definitely got like some vibes off of um, <laughs> this nurse practitioner. And of course the appointment kind of went like, Hi, it's nice to meet you. It's nice to meet you as well. How's everything going with you? I'm going to ask you some questions and they may not necessarily seem to correlate, but I'm just gathering some information. So I say, okay, sounds good. You guys know me. You guys have listened to this podcast. You know, I am an open book. Like I am a Kindle that is constantly plugged into the wall with no passcode on it. The screen is always on, like that is just who I am. You can flip through and figure out <clears throat> what you need to figure out. So she's asking me questions and she's asking me some questions and I understand some of these questions through my time in therapy. How have you been feeling? Are you having any suicidal ideation? when you're alone or if you hear other people talking, do you ever hear voices of people that aren't there? And you guys, something about that particular question just kind of was like, huh, interesting. A lot of what I have been doing in my self-care and just kind of exploration, looking back into indigenous African culture, looking back into religion, and looking into different gifts that people have. So I don't remember if we've talked about this on a podcast or not. I'm sure we have, but clairsentience. So when we think about people having psychic abilities, we think about um, clairvoyance and clairvoyance is literally being able to like see spirit or see energy. Now, I thought that was the only type of claircognizance or type of cognizance that there was. No, it turns out clairaudience, you can hear spirit. Clairsentience, you can feel energy or feel spirit. And then there are other things, um, you know, it can be like a physical sensation. It can be a sensation within you um, when it comes to that. And I was like, oh, that explains so much about my feelings. So if you are somebody who feels kind of like empath is definitely right for me, but there is more to it. Look into clairsentience. 
And that's what I did. And that's a perfect descriptor for what I experienced. So something about this was kind of like, okay, we're getting real mainstream meat and potatoes real quick, fast on the fly drive-by diagnosis. I went to see the psychiatric nurse practitioner because I have been concerned um, or displaying symptoms of what I have understood to be obsessive compulsive disorder. I don't do it because it's cute. Um, I don't use that phrasing because I think it's quirky or fun. Um, I do engage in behaviors that impact the rest of my life and the way that other things happen. So when we talk about how clean and spick and span my home is, it is. But that also means that's less time I've spent being productive. It's less time I've spent being creative. It's less time that I've spent with my spouse. It's less time that I've spent with my friends. It's less time that I've spent caring for myself properly, less time with movement, less time doing things that I truly enjoy. And that was kind of hard to reconcile for some reason for me. So she's asking these questions. She gets a little bit of family history. And of course, um, oh, are you diabetic? Do you ever have migraines? And I'm kind of having a backtrack about things that I'm just like, I have this issue. I literally can send you an email or a chart with all of this information on it. But considering the fact that you thought that I had children when I very thoroughly filled out my new patient paperwork lets me know that maybe you're not the most detail oriented person, which is fine. You know, of course, we're just kind of meeting for the first time. No big deal. And about 15 minutes into this session, this person begins to explain myself to me from knowing me for 15 minutes. Now, guys, I have podcasted on here. We're close to 10,000 downloads for this podcast, which is pretty cool. But not a single one of you knows everything that there is to know about me. Even if we've spoken, even if we know each other in real life, there are things that you don't know and will never know about me. Whether that be things in my past, things in my present, things about my mental health, things about my spirituality. There are just things, there's no way that one person can fully, wholly know everything about one person, much less after meeting them for the first time in 15 or 20 minutes. So that was already kind of like, okay, that feels kind of like a strike against you, whatever. So about 30 minutes into this session, we start talking about therapy. And I've recently decided that I need another therapist. When I go into those reasons um, with them, they're like, oh, okay. Within 30 minutes, this person had prescribed a medication for me that I, I, I'm not open to taking medication at this time. I tried an antidepressant and anti-anxiety medication last year, as you guys know. It worked for a while and then it didn't. And then I felt like, okay, well, the side effects of this and probably many of the other medications that I will take um, are not necessarily worth what goes on. Let me look into CBD or cognitive behavioral therapy. So I need to find a cognitive behavioral therapist. But first, a diagnosis to take to said therapist would have been helpful. So within this time, this woman, is, this, this nurse practitioner is explaining myself to me, but has it wrong. So her assumption and it was an assumption because I did not give this information to her in the way that she formulated it and gave it back to me she says well it seems like you're using these behaviors to avoid other things so we have to figure out what you're avoiding and I said that's not it it's nothing that I'm intentionally avoiding I am 
not afraid of confrontation. I'm not afraid of having to get things done. It is just a self-soothing behavior. It is a behavior that I can control. So I'm still doing my own research. And if you guys have any ideas or this sounds familiar to you and you have different ideas or suggestions for CBT, please let me know. Email me, info at sweetesthoney.love. I would love, love, love those suggestions. But I just felt really misunderstood and not heard or paid attention to. So then she goes on about this medication. She tells me about it for a while, but when we talked about my medication and how I told her I had taken it for just under a year, she didn't ask why. When I was talking, she never asked me what I was looking for, what my objective was. She was just like, well, I would like to do this and I would like to do that. And this is what I would like to see. And I'm like, that's wonderful. I mean, like there's a lot of things that I would like as well, but as the patient, oh, that's thunder. But as the patient, don't you feel like you should be asking more questions? She did a lot of talking during that appointment. That was, I was like, you should be talking less. Like you should be asking questions and not making statements and then sending a prescription to my pharmacy. And then at the close of our session, it pretty much kind of felt to me like my follow-up was contingent upon me taking that medication. After I said, I'm not really looking to take any medication right now. Like I feel pretty level. I'm understanding better the ebbs and flows and I'm still able to produce the way that I need to. It's just, I need some help with focus and I need some help getting to the root cause of the problem. And of course with a psychiatrist, that is their job, you know, like it's not talk therapy and I treat it as that because I have the understanding of that. So if you want to have talk therapy, you need to sit down and talk with somebody to process things. You go and you see a therapist, you see a licensed counselor, you see um, a psychologist, you don't see a psychiatrist. A psychiatrist is there to diagnose and treat what is going on. So mental health and mental issues, any type of chemical imbalance, that is when you're going to see a psychiatrist, just in case that's not something that you knew. Um, I worked for a year for um, a psychiatrist's office and the amount of people that did not quite understand what was going, wh what that entailed um, was very interesting to me. And I was like, oh, okay, well, <laughs> this is what you would be looking for. These are the services offered here. So your initial appointment will be about 45 minutes to an hour long. And then your follow-up appointments will be from about 15 to 30 minutes long. If you're having a crisis or something is going on, of course, that's something you need to let your psychiatrist know, but it might be better to actually work through that with your licensed professional counselor, your therapist, or with a psychologist. Just so you know, I hope that that helps somebody out there. So yeah, it just did not leave me feeling very warm and fuzzy. Um, I think that she is probably decent at her job when she gets it right, but she was like, is there probably an adjustment disorder? Sure. Is there maybe some PTSD? Definitely. And I was like, oh, PTSD, that's interesting. And guys, get this, the medication that she prescribed me literally is used to treat obsessive compulsive disorder. She didn't ask me enough questions about my habits, about what happened during my days, about what type of mindset I was in or the manifestations of what I was experiencing or why I thought that was going on. She also didn't explain to me why she favored the diagnosis of some type of adjustment disorder on top of the depression and anxiety um, over obsessive compulsive disorder or what the difference between those two things were. So 
something about it just didn't feel right to me. And these days I am a one strike type of gal, okay? You've got one time. You are a veterinarian who has shown me that you are probably insane. I'm probably not gonna bring my dogs back there. I'm definitely not gonna bring my dogs back there and I'm gonna tell other people not to take their dogs to you either. <laughs> Same for a doctor who is fat phobic or same for, I don't know, a therapist who seems unhinged. And I'm not talking about my previous therapist. They are still a lovely human being and I love them very much. Um, and it's just time to move on to something else. But we're getting some really loud thunder, you guys. So I'm very sorry if you're afraid of thunder. Another funny thing. I have a friend who was a colleague a few years ago. They do maintenance. He now owns a small business where he does kind of like honeydew things. They build decks and pressure wash and do a little HVAC stuff. I reached out to him a few weeks ago about possibly doing a project for us at home. And he finally got back to me and let me know, okay, well, I, I don't think that we'll be able to do that for you, but here is a suggestion of somebody who does. Now, he said he is like a flag-toting Trump supporter but he does really good work and I'm as anti-Trump as they get. Other people who are also as anti-Trump as I am have reported that he does good work and they didn't have any issues. I just thought it was the responsible thing to do to let you know. And I really appreciated that. This person, I think that he is just lovely. I'm so happy. Like I was really excited when he got engaged. It was really exciting to see him be excited to marry his person. He's just fabulous. So yeah, no, like I definitely would not be sending anybody to anyone's ho house who may be unsafe because that's exactly what that is an indicator of to me. So I was like, oh, sweetie, did you send him to black people's house? No. Okay. Did you send him to any gay people's house? No. Okay. So it was just like cishet white folks who just don't like Trump cool 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 yeah i don't think so but thank you for letting me know that i really appreciate your transparency thank you my point is you at this point you get one strike i am being very intentional in my relationships as is allison we're being very intentional with the way that we love people and just personally in my personal friendships i have really had to downsize who gets that concentrated attention <clears throat> and also like I'm not available the way that I used to be I'm not just texting all day long I cannot just respond to messages all day long or email all day long I would much rather Skype I would much rather you come over and sit down and have a cup of tea. I'd rather meet you somewhere for coffee or for brunch. And that's really what has been making my heart feel full and just not taking any shit and feeling comfortable and confident in my decision-making and my ability to take care of myself. So if you don't take anything away from this little tangential experience that is this podcast episode, learn to trust yourself and learn to accept and believe that you will take good care of yourself now if you're not able to believe that you'll take good care of yourself remember how we were talking about like checking in with our mental health and things like that that's something to bring up if that's something to talk to your own therapist about i would make a little note of that now tuck it away send an email have a note in your phone of the things that you want to bring up during your next session or your first session and with that 
I think that's a good note to end this little solo venture on. If you enjoy this podcast, please be sure that you are following us on Apple Podcasts, that you are subscribed to us everywhere that you listen to podcasts, including our host platform, Podbean. Be sure to like our podcast episodes. Be sure to download them. Be sure to share them with your friends and with your family. Send it to the queer people that you know, especially if you know other quirky, cute, fat, goofy, dorky, queer, non-binary, whatever. I think that there is something here for a lot of people. I feel like between the two of us, we cover a lot of ground, okay? (laughs) We cover a lot of ground and I really, it is my heart's desire to bring joy and comfort and a sense of community to other people. That is ultimately the goal of the Sweetest Honey podcast. Also, be sure to stay connected with us. Now, I'm still not doing social media, but do visit our website, info at sweetesthoney.love. I'm still working on editing the blog post that has our friendship interview questions on it. But I think that that will be a great resource as we figure out what grounds us and how to nurture and love the people around us so that they in turn can learn to nurture and love on us the right way and give us what we need. Everybody's cups are full. It is a win-win situation. And of course, as always, please, if you have any questions, concerns, ideas, you just want to send a sweet note, our email address is info at sweetesthoney.love. I'm so grateful for your listenership. I hope that you have a fabulous weekend coming up and that the rest of your Thursday is half as awesome as you are because you're pretty awesome. We love you guys and we'll talk to you next time. Bye.